It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. Hi. I am Josh. Damn it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a thing now, isn't it? Yeah, you, you made it a thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. I shouldn't have pointed it out that you interrupt me every time. <laughs> I'm here with Mindy, of Hi. course. And, um, I'm Mindy. Yes. And I'm Josh, and this is episode 15. Yay! This is our quinceanera, I guess. <laughs> if each episode was a year of our life. This is better than my quinceanera was. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't, you I didn't don't, really want one, right? No. And then they made me, like, take all these pictures at a church, and, like, I was starving afterwards, and then we didn't have any money, so we went to, like, <laughs> this cheap-ass torta place. That's and... more like a punishment. <laughs> yeah. How dare you turn 15. Yeah. Okay. I well, didn't have a Filipino quinceanera, if that makes you feel any better. We call it debuts, though. Debuts? Oh, yeah, and we do it at 18. But I was got... like, I don't want it, so I got a camera instead. <laughs> <laughs> Good trade. For Good those trade. who are wondering, who just chimed in, <laughs> there's a ghost in our house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, we got a full house tonight, actually. It's uh, going to be interesting. We got our engineer, Andrew, is here. Um, he's not on mic, though. He, he's just going to stay in the background. You and, can still uh, hear me, though. Yeah, you can, Andrew, I told you. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and his fiance Michelle is here. Hello. Yes, and Hello. Uh, <laughs> she's doing characters already. Yeah. So, do you want to say something about yourself? Like a what quick you synopsis. Um, so, this is my um, trial for run for doing podcasts because I'm really interested, but um, pretty nervous. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's good. I mean, you chimed right in with your not having a quinceanera. So I felt like I had to. Yeah. <laughs> Very relatable. I didn't yeah. have one either. <laughs> Unfortunately. I don't even know, like, are the guys supposed to get money? Well, maybe well, a bar mitzvah. Well, <laughs> no, me, that's a different Well, for me, because I, I, I had a bunch of guy cousins that we were, like, born within, like, a month of each other. Uh, so they kind of, like, just joined in. With me and my I, cousin. Yeah, because I think with us, it was like, you're supposed to either get a quinceanera, like if you're a girl, or you get like $500 or something. Wow. I prefer right? the $500. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so anyways, I don't know how we got into quinceanera. Well, I'm the one that brought it up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, our episode today is not related to any of that. It is <laughs> about uh, crazy medical stories and uh, just medical stuff in general. Yes. So, um yeah, Michelle is our special guest because you seem to know your stuff because we were talking about Zika earlier for some reason and you were throwing out terms. Oh, and yes. That was impressive. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and then I was using my psychology background and yeah. throwing out terms too. And I was just calling, making jokes. <laughs> Let's not get into it. Um, so, Michelle, what would you say is like the hardest part of that whole thing, just in general? Of like nursing? Yeah, or just, you know, doing that every day. I mean, there's a lot of hard parts yeah. cleaning of poop. nursing, like cleaning poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> catheters. Like I personally Ooh. prefer, well, catheters aren't too bad because no? they get caught into a bag and you just empty the bag. That's true. That's I prefer well, that. Oh, that's true. Cause, Be- I mean, not for you. Have- yeah. For well, guys, yeah. I can't. Well, yeah. Oh, it's actually <laughs> easier to put a catheter in a guy because they literally have, you know, <laughs> a thing <laughs> to put it in. And women, you literally have to like dig for it. Like literally dig for it, guys. It's really hard. I failed my first like three and I just, I missed it. You just, there's so many holes down there. <laughs> but um, aside from the hard work, the grunt work, um, 
I think the hardest part or the part that makes it the hardest would be families. Well, they make it easy and hard at the same time uh-huh. because some people are what they call uh, helicopter parents or I mean. Oh, I just heard that recently. Somewhere. Yes. You've never heard of it? No, I mean, I've heard of it, but like they just explained it. I think it was on that show, um, that Castle Rock show. Mm. That was yeah. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. Like I would per- like, I don't hate them because they care a lot and that's a good thing. And I would prefer them to care than to not care. Mm-hmm. But some people just care way too much mm-hmm. and they just make the situation harder than it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Just I get like it. All dramatic, mm-hmm. even though exactly. I-, I get it too because as a school psychologist, I've worked with like kids with like disabilities and stuff like that, and so. Uh, their their parents that are you know they're great and they just want to be like they want to know the process but there are other parents that just like demand like ridiculous stuff and we're like we can't do that because that's not with the law like we can't do any of that and (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then they try to tell you how to do your job right yeah (laughs) i'm a fucking expert here what the hell are you like yeah there are regulations for a reason you know yeah seriously though that was probably one of my least favorite things i worked in home health for a little bit and my least favorite thing about home health was not even the patient or the work. It was the parents and how they would try to tell you how to do your job, even if you do the exact same thing every day. Like, as if I don't do the same thing every day. And yeah. um, Like they know better somehow. Yeah. And I thought I was crazy for a bit. I was like, okay, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just oversensitive. And so that patient that I was taking care of ended up going to the hospital and my friend happens to work at that hospital mm. and she told me what happened with that patient's family at the hospital and apparently that mom made one of her coworkers cry and I'm oh, like, God. okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's usually not going to be you. <laughs> and I really I really tried to, to watch myself. I mean, I was obviously respectful. I, I was in their house. It's home health. You literally work at their house and... Um, but yeah, families, they're just... Yeah. yeah it's I, hit or miss. It is. Yeah, it's hit or miss. I could definitely see that. It's just in any, in any job, really. Yeah, just... that's true. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Oh, We're done. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, well, feel, feel free to chime in on the rest. We're going to go into our normal format here and listen to Mindy's uh, story from the past. So take it away. Okay, so... Um, I was going to do, like, Civil War things, but I was like, that's very bloody. (laughs) And a lot of amputations. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nah. So I decided just to look up, like, weird medical procedures they did in the past. And so one of them is very not feminist. Okay. So this is about hysteria. It was actually a diagnosis they gave (laughs) women. So, actually, hysteria can be traced back to ancient times, like, all the way back to ancient Egypt. And, um... Cleopatra. Yeah. She probably had hysteria. She was hysterical. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did you pull this up because of Serena Williams? <laughs> no. Okay. She knows the story, though. She was yeah. watching it. Yeah, I was watching it live when it yeah. happened. Okay. But I was just like, but have another woman with me, so, like, we can, like, you. hate this. Yes. She was a little hysterical, yeah. but go on. Um, and so, so also during Plato's time, he says, he compares a woman's uterus to a living creature that wanders throughout the woman's body. It's blocking passages, obstructing breathing, and causes disease. So, 
that they didn't really understand yeah, how that's the not how it woman works. universe. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. But Say the woman just, universe. The uterus. <laughs> um, and so the concept of the pathological wandering womb was later viewed as a source of the term hysteria, which stemmed from the Greek um, cognate of uterus. So it's like. Hysteria comes from the Greek word for uterus. Oh. Yes, like if you take your uterus out, it's called a hysterectomy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's already Fun facts. making good points. Yeah. <laughs> Another cause was thought to be the retention of supposed female semen, which they thought was a thing, <laughs> thought to have been mangled with male semen during intercourse. Mangled. The female semen was believed to have been stored in the womb, Hysteria was referred as the widow's disease because the female semen was believed to turn venomous if not released through regular climax or intercourse. (laughs) So if it did, if it was just through regular intercourse, it was not venomous, it was fine? Yeah, something about the climax made it not poisonous. Some bold people back then. (laughs) So, so, but if the patient was married, they could could just complete the intercourse with their spouse and it was all good. Mm. Um... And so, other than participating in intercourse, it was thought that women could position the uterus back into place with pigmentation of both the face and genitals. I have no idea what that means. I don't know why I put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what Pigmentation? That... Fumigation? <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Anyway, so let's, let's fast forward to the 19th century. Okay, please. So, George Beard, that's his name. Okay. I'm, not, it's, I'm not even saying it wrong. It's George Beard. Okay. Um... He was a physician who cataloged an incomplete list of 75 pages of possible symptoms for hysteria mm-hmm. that claimed that almost any ailment could fit the diagnosis. So physicians throughout, this, throughout that stress that associated the typical life of, of females of the time caused civilized women to be both susceptible to nervous disorders and to develop faulty reproductive tracts. So, Rachel Maines hypothesized that doctors from the classical era ended up, um, up until the 20th century, commonly treated hysteria by masturbating female patients to orgasm, and the term, the technical term for it is hysterical proxion, proxion sounds like something like that. Um, so that's how they would get rid of it? Yeah, they would basically, like, they would go, like, because it's Victorian times, I guess, and so they had, yeah. like, those big-ass dresses. And so they would just, like, get up there and, like, masturbate them <laughs> until they reach climax and oh. the hysteria is cured. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <And>, Masturbatory <but>, exorcism? <laughs> but this, like, line of work might have driven the early development in the market for vibrators. Oh, yeah. So, because sometimes like, these I mean, doctors yeah. had like machines that you know that vibrated, and it was like, oh, we're gonna carry your hysteria, and they're like, maybe we could do this at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Women were like, this is not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm okay with this. I have hysteria all the yeah, time. I, say, <laughs> I woke up and I feel extra hysterical this morning. Let me calm down. It was the word for horny earlier <laughs> before horny came around. Weird. So, yeah, I was gonna ask too what they would use. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I feel like in the beginning, maybe the doctor actually did it, but, but then, so professional. Yeah, but yeah. after time, they like they just had like a black a blacksmith or something, just shape a rock or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
<laughs> a <laughs> cone? I don't know. What is the shape? A cylinder? It's like, I asked for an uncircumcised penis. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I did not. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like... That's, that's fascinating. Masculine... Uh, uh, what's it called? The masculine... No, toxic masculinity. Toxic, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking of. And I feel like his list of um, the symptoms are of like people that are hysterical is probably very offensive. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> like guys probably do half of those, but they just are not called out for it because they're guys. Yeah. So crazy. I love females. So I have another one. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You earned it. <laughs> this is about heroin. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I Andrew can put in some applause after you said that. <laughs> <laughs> So this is from an article that I got. And so in the beginning, it says, how do you cure one drug epidemic? Create a new drug. And that's what happened in the 1880s when heroin is introduced as a safe and non-addictive substitute for morphine. Because morphine was really used a lot before then, especially in Civil War. Yeah. Um, So known as dimorphine, it was created by an English chemical researcher named C.R. Elder Wright. In the, 19, in the 1870s, but it wasn't until the chemist working for Bayer Pharmaceuticals, who... Oh, Bayer, still, yeah. Bayer, yeah. Bayer is still around. Don't they have, like, a pain relief thing now or something? There's aspirin or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so he came... Um, he discovered, like, the paper that the other guy was writing about, that dimorphine drug. Um, and he, like, researched it, and he found it was five times more effective... And less addictive than morphine, so he began advertising heroin-laced aspirin in 1898, which was marketed towards children suffering from sore throats, coughs, and colds. Heroin-laced. Some bottles depicted children eagerly reaching for the medicine with moms giving their sick kids heroin on a spoon. Mm. (laughs) One such medicine was Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup, which was recommended to help ease the pain of teething teething tots in the 1800s. so innocent. (laughs) Um, the remedy contained about one grain or 65 milligrams, I don't know how the fuck how much that is, but whatever, <laughs> um, of morphine in each fluid ounce. It's enough. So is that, is that a lot for fluid ounce? Sorry? <laughs> so it's 65 milligrams per fluid ounce. Is that a lot of morphine per fluid ounce? Okay. I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, there is 30 milligrams per ounce. So that's about two ounces. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, that is yeah, a lot that's, then. That's <laughs> double. And, and a quote, effectively, effectively quieted restless infants and small children. Well, yeah. They were strung <laughs> out. <laughs> for, so this is what it was recommended to give children. For, so for children under one month old, the, the recommendation was six to ten drops. Children mm. three months old were to be dosed half a teaspoon and then children six months old and up were given a teaspoon a teen, a teaspoonful three or four times a day and wow is, yeah <laughs> the recommended dosage for children with dysentery followed the amounts outlined above but it was also repeated every two hours until visual improvement was noticed wow so basically they just passed out <laughs> yeah essentially <laughs> visual yeah. improvement is them passing out <laughs> So, like, even, like, a teaspoon of syrup would have contained enough morphine to kill, like, an average child. So, Jeez. a lot of kids died. 
Um, yes. Although there's stern warning from da- for the drain for the dangers of uh, soothing syrup, publications continued with aggressive media campaigns to advertise soothing syrup. And so this is an advertisement from, um, <laughs> from a newspaper from the 1880s. It says, "Quote: Advice to mothers: Are you broken by your rest by a sick child suffering with pain of cutting teeth?" Get at once to a chemist and get a bottle of Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup. It will relieve the poor sufferer immediately. It produces natural quiet sleep by relieving the child's pain, and the little cherub awakens as bright as a button. It has long in use and is highly recommended by medical men. <laughs> which medical is a, men. Which is a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> Makes that? it very credible. <laughs> yeah. It is a very pleasant. It is very pleasant to take. It soothes the child. It softens the gums of a lazy pain. Relieves wind. Regulates bowels. Relieves wind. Yeah. Like it makes them fun. Gas, I guess. <laughs> okay. And is best known. It's the best known remedy for dysentery and diarrhea, whether arising from teething or other cause. Be sure to ask Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup. Your mother should be without it. I feel like no medicine even nowadays cures that many things. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And so... Not just one, at least. <laughs> there's no real statistic for how many children die because of the soothing syrup. It's probably be too depressing. Because, well, probably all of them. Well, yeah. because back then, like, the, um, the parents didn't really link the death because of the syrup because they thought it was going to help the kid. Yeah. Um, but it's estimated that thousands of children have died because of or- overdoses or from morphine addiction and withdrawal. Mm. So then after a while, the doctors were like, maybe this is as safe as it's addictive. This. Medical man, get over here. <laughs> as we thought. And so, um, so despite the pushback from physicians and negative stories about heroin side effects piling up, Bear continued to market and produce the product until 1913. <laughs> wow. So, Freaking Bayer. And the, the antidote for heroin wasn't created until 1970s. So yeah. even if they were to continue so, it, they wouldn't yeah, have been so able to went, stop it. Yeah, this went on longer. Yeah, so yeah, we, it's, it's, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it is messed it up. Is. So yeah, that's... Uplifting stuff, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of heroin, let's just get right into questioning Florida, everyone. (laughs) Even though this one's not really, it's not about heroin, but... Oh, I thought it was. You get the the gist of it. Sure. We always talk shit about Florida, let's just get into it. Okay. All right, headline. Florida restaurant no longer allows monkey Mondays after an animal bit an eight-year-old boy. Okay. So just process that. What what was like? Is it like? <laughs> Michelle just dropped her pencil. <laughs> <laughs> was the restaurant like? Um. Oh God. What's that one restaurant where it's at the rainforest? Oh, rainforest cafe. Yeah. Is it like that? <laughs> um. Actually, no. No. Uh, they actually do list the restaurant, and it, and we do have it here in San Antonio. So. Oh. Do you have any question that comes to mind with that headline, Michelle? Mm. <laughs> sanitation <laughs> sanitation okay let me just read the story and we'll see okay so it was in a city called Stewart, florida 
A restaurant, oh, this is from uh, Fox 35 Orlando. I, I was reading this article. A restaurant in Florida has canceled its weekly monkey Mondays after a customer's pet uh, monkey bit a child's finger. It was a Carabas Italian grill in oh, wow. Stewart, Florida. I thought Carabas was supposed to be like fancier, like a fancier. <laughs> it's Florida. Um, it cancels out. Olive Garden. We know? have one here though, right? Yeah. Carabas. Yeah, I don't know if we've you've been, but I, I've been there before. Oh, okay. But not, but is not it is it all fights in? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You went once. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good, but they don't. I don't remember any monkeys being there. <laughs> okay, so they they started the tradition when a local couple would bring their two monkeys to the restaurant and eat on the patio. And then the the wait staff started calling it Monkey Mondays. I guess they would always go on a Monday. I don't know. Um, however, that ended after a, a nine month old monkey named Jojo bit an eight year old boy on the finger. Uh, it happened. This was actually on July sixteenth. So this is a, just a few months ago. Uh, he bit the boy's pinky, leaving a small cut on his hand. He was taken to the hospital, but was released after the doctors cleaned his wound. So I guess it wasn't that bad. Like rabies or whatever. Yeah. Shape. Well, okay, Monkey's so carry. the Miami Herald reported that the monkey bit Jackson and like the couple had warned uh, Jackson's father that like the monkey was being extra hyper. So he should be careful. So, I mean, it's kind of on them. <laughs> and uh, they get into that the couple that had the monkeys, um, they actually own four other monkeys in addition. And they were what, cited. Are they Michael Jackson? <laughs> yeah, bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. They were cited by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission for not having an up-to-date rabies vaccine for JoJo. So I guess I mean he was. It wasn't bad enough to where I got it or like anything yeah. worse. And also for owning an exotic pet that bit someone, I guess that's another charge <laughs> that they had to have. Um, Is that like another law? Like, <laughs> yeah, having foreign pets, uh, like a little. Oh, like a sign yeah. that has just... Like just, an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that bites children. You know what's funny? is So the last line of this article. Since the incident, Carabas has changed its policy to only allow service dogs and ponies on the patio. Like, okay, I was wondering that. I was like, okay, so do they allow dogs at least? Yeah. This is recent. I'm like, yeah. So, but why ponies? <laughs> that is pretty pon- random. Yeah, it's like, ponies are cute. Don't hate on ponies. I don't hate on them. I just I've never seen. You don't expect that in Florida. I've never seen a pony. Yeah, maybe pet gators or whatever. But <laughs> there's well. actually like where I work because it's kind of like on the outskirts of the city. Yeah, there's so many ponies and like donkeys, and there's like this one farm I pass sometimes, and they have fucking llamas. <laughs> and it's awesome. So when I, I went to Florida like a few years ago, and. An advertisement that was on the TV was actually about a ranch, and they had horses, and they had a rodeo. And I was like, in Florida? <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah. So I guess that's why they allow ponies. I guess yeah. they are kind of they are a southern state, mm-hmm. so I guess they do do rodeo. Yeah, I wouldn't think that. of them as. Heavy. I didn't think that they would. Uh, unless they like ride gators and, and like yeah. crocodiles and stuff. I was thinking in the swamp. Just yeah, try to wrangle them in the swamp. Yeah, the lasso. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a guy from Florida comes to a rodeo here and it's like, you guys ain't shit. Look at me running this gator. Y'all ain't got no gators. <laughs> Where's the danger? <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I, I feel bad about some of the stuff that happens here until I just read all these stories. Like, there's literally a FloridaMan.com that updates like every day about crazy Florida and a Florida Man Twitter. And there's just everything. It's very well known how, how crazy that state is. Yeah. yeah. 
That was a nice plug for Florida Man Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I heard Mindy's. What did you say? (laughs) I said that was a nice plug for this Florida Man. (laughs) There you go. They'll get another five uh, follows. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, so since we have a special guest, I'm going to go back to... um, Spot the reel on this episode. And actually, we won't really have to count it against you this week if you get it wrong, because since we have a full house, I'm going to have four choices, and I'm going to see if any of you can spot the real one. Okay. By the way, I calculated, I didn't tell you, I calculated the score so far. Um, Out of 13 episodes, uh, it's eight to five you, so you've... You have eight correct ones, and I have five trickeries. Mm-hmm. And That's then one pretty of them, good. Yeah. Good percentage, but I'll, I'll try to get you next time. Some good odds. So um, let me plug this in so you guys can see. So there's going to be a picture. I'll, I'll put it on our Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, there's this. So I'll just go ahead and read it here. In China in 2013... He Yong mysteriously turned a shade of green and was checked into a hospital. You guys can see that's his abdomen right there. That's his actual color. That's what not the... like a bag or whatever. This wasn't due to some kind of dye, vitamin deficiency, or radioactive accident. It resulted from him eating a plate of blank every day. This is... Has anybody heard of this, first of all, so you don't guess no, first? No, okay. but this reminds me of like there's a family like somewhere in the South where like they're so inbred that their skin is blue. What? Yeah. Blue. Are you talking about the Smurfs? No. <laughs> they are human sized. Calling them inbred? <laughs> no, but they, yeah, they inbred like for generations and they're like all blue. Hmm. So I'm going to have to look, up, look yeah. at that later, but yeah. Look forward to that in episode 16, Blue People, everybody. <laughs> Talk oh, about blue, Smurfs. <laughs> Talk about Smurfs, Avatar. And Let me ask, family. what do you think that song says? I need to know. Because, <laughs> okay, okay, so here's the thing. Because I remember in middle school, I had the song, and in, in like, in a, uh, what's it called? In parentheses, it's like, I'm a dia, I'm a die, or whatever. Uh-huh. But then my friend was like, no, if I, w- if I was green, I would die. That's what I've heard, too. Okay, yeah. I heard, I'm in need of a guy. What? <laughs> That's what I was told growing up. <laughs> Sorry, it's like side note here. There's so many. Well, so I said, yeah, but yeah. So it is. I heard. I also heard. If I were green, I would die. Yeah, and I believed her for the longest time until like I was like, no, but why would it had the the B? Yeah, it does say double D in the yeah. So it's probably just nonsense. I was told that there was like conspiracy that this guy was actually homosexual and this song was his like out. I mean, if you look at the guys, I believe it. So uh, I believed it because of, you know. I guess this is the, I mean, the official Anyways, one. Anyways, okay. Let's get back to it. Okay, so everybody get your, since I don't want everybody to, you know, hopefully I'll have the same answer. If you do, it's fine. Hopefully I can trick at least two of you. That's my goal. So the choices are, okay, so it resulted from him eating a plate of blank every day. The choices are A, bed bugs. B, butterfly larvae, C, daddy long legs, and D, river snails. All of these are gross. (laughs) No, snails are good with like a shit ton of garlic and butter. Well, I mean, you can do that with any of the other things and it'll taste a lot better. Not daddy long legs, I can't do that. Okay, not bed bugs. Snails would be... 
Daddy Long Legs with uh, like garlic, that. garlic butter and mozzarella. And like Daddy Long Legs aren't big sauce. enough to eat. They're like so small. He's so ex- insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's at a plate, so it could be any this of these. So nasty. Oh, that so, makes me think of Totoro in the the room of soot. <laughs> yeah, the little, the little like soot that's, guys. Yeah. I feel like I know what your next I, podcast is gonna I, be. I, <laughs> you, it's gonna be you two. I, I, I was telling him about that because like they have like little plushies of them, and they're so, so cute. cute. Okay, everybody, write down your guesses. Okay, sorry. Okay, continue. And uh, so you're trying to choose the real one. Um, three of these are fake. Okay. Okay. So I'll go ahead and unplug it so I can read it. And I'll start with uh, Michelle, our guest. Uh, what do you think the correct answer is? I'm thinking it's river snails or D because okay. everything else just seems too small. Okay. All right. Mindy? I picked daddy long legs because... Okay. Different I've answer. Heard, because I've heard they were poisonous, but they can't poison us because their fangs are too small. So if you eat, like, a plate of them, like, that's going to fuck you up. Okay. And then Andrew actually wrote down butterfly larvae. Wow. So we actually all had three different answers. Different. So if Proud it's bed us. bugs, you guys are all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, let me read the story and we'll see who was right. So it turned out that he, Young, had been devouring a plate of river snails uh, every day. Yas. <laughs> Dang it. I we just got can't the imagine here. eating anything else. They're so small. Yeah. Well, aren't river snails small? Like, Well, I mean, you can, you like, can eat snails. People eat snails, but like a daddy long leg is literally the size of like a pen point. Uh, but you can eat a shit ton of them, though. I mean, I feel like bed bugs are really tiny, too. I can't even. Yeah, you can't even you see can't bed even bugs. See you have to you see their stain. Anyway. See, I thought it would be crazy enough to get someone to guess it. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> um, more specifically, it was the parasites within the snails that were causing his skin and even the whites of his eyes to turn green. The parasites were uh, liver flukes. I don't know what that means, but... No, they're like, yeah, I've heard of them. They're like, yeah, yeah they're parasites, and they like, fuck up your... I'm surprised like, it turned system. him green, because normally when you affect your liver, you turn yellow, which is jaundice, which is... Oh, yeah, it said that yeah, it blocked the flow of bile well, from his liver. Well, that speaking was... of turning yellow... <laughs> oh here we go. Another in, song? No, because in Mulan... <laughs> yellow. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> I am yellow, to by herself. the way. That's true. She, she's Asian, can't be racist so. to other Asians. Well, I'm Asian. True. <laughs> Uh, it's true, she is but, but, but you know how Mulan, the bad guy, like, he has yellow around his eyes? Like, what is that? A jaundice. It's basically jaundice. you have, like, a failing liver. Snails. You have a liver or failure, probably. you probably an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, mm. He overdosed on acetaminophen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, luckily he was successfully treated, but I was reading that he was, like, he was like that for a while and, until he, like, he wouldn't want to look in the mirror because you said he looked like the Hulk or something like I was like I would have gone the first day I saw myself as green so yeah he was treated but um yeah I'm assuming is he okay yeah I mean yeah oh, I forgot when this oh yeah this is in 2013 so yeah he was he was all right after that that's but, good yeah uh, I'll post the picture on our Facebook look for a typically topical on Facebook or Instagram I'll have it on there so you guys can see this dude they don't really have a high quality version of this picture but but look at the 
blue people. <laughs> what? The blue people. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm very curious now. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell you're South talking about. South of America? Yeah, somewhere in the South. I mean, you have a computer. I need to tell the next story. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll look them up and then I'll plug my computer in. Yeah. Oh, is it dying? No, it's fine. Okay. All right, so we'll get into... No, I mean, to the TV. Oh, so, okay. to show... All right, so we'll, um, let's get into my main, uh, more recent story. Uh, I looked on, there's a website called listverse.com, and they had a list of 10 recent crazy medical stories that will blow your mind. And I just picked three of them that kind of stood out, and uh, I'll get your reaction. So the first one is, uh, in 2015, there was a 40-year-old man that was rushed to the hospital with frostbite after huffing three cans of air duster in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Our engineer Andrew has his mouth wide open in the corner. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did. So, you know, everybody knows they're like the products that you use to clean electronics. He huffed three cans of those in four hours. His airways were blocked uh, by severe swelling, and his neck also turned red and swelled with oozing blisters. Um, it's just, it's crazy that it's frostbite. I don't get how that... I'm honestly trying to think of <laughs> This seems why. like a, a case for a house. When you shake that can, it the can gets, oh, it gets really, really cold. freaking cold. Oh, okay. But... Angie used to huff. <laughs> <laughs> what? But he's inhaling yeah, it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's, yeah. That's really weird. Why would yeah. you not stop after feeling intense cold in your throat? <laughs> Because mm-hmm. he's an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. There's well, actually people that do that. Like, Yeah, it says, you know, around 22.9 million Americans have experimented with inhalants, including children as young as 12 years old. Mm. And although the man was able to get better with the help of hospital treatment, there's others that aren't so lucky. So, yeah, don't use, <laughs> don't use air dusters to huff. Like, that's not... <laughs> just use clean paint up. instead. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just huff paint, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, so jokingly. <laughs> there goes my Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and All then, my okay, plans so... are ruined. <laughs> you ruined everything, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for saying not to have paint. Okay, yeah. so in 2008, there was a 25 year old German man. Um, already not a good start because they do crazy stuff too. They're like the Florida of Europe. No offense to any German. <laughs> <laughs> 25-year-old German man was on a ski trip with a friend when he became trapped by an avalanche and knocked unconscious. On top of a broken hip and ruptured spleen, the incident left him with small muscle spasms uh, that plagued him whenever he moved. In part, this was because of oxygen deprivation he had uh, experienced beneath the snow. But uh, soon, like, he, he survived it. He was on the road to recovery, but... Several weeks later, he noticed something really interesting. Whenever he tried to solve Sudoku puzzles, uh, seizures would start developing in his left arm. What? Yeah. That doesn't make me sense. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. Strangely, they immediately disappeared when he stopped trying to do the puzzles. That don't, don't play Sudoku. Maybe just the stimulation. <laughs> that, 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 Maybe that's like the only thing he would do to stimulate his brain. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is why I might need some explanation here. So... After doctors scanned his brain, they found that the seizures were triggered by strenuous activity in the right central parietal cortex, part of the brain that deals with processing, you know, visual spatial stuff. And whenever the man's 3D imagination was activated, such as by imagining three-dimensional numbers, the seizures would result. So three-dimensional numbers. 
That's what I, I'm trying to figure out. Like, don't you just kind of do it <laughs> just flat on paper? Like, <laughs> you, I, maybe I'm taking it too literally, or what does that mean? I mean, yeah, you do write it on the paper, but I guess in maybe mind, he is. Kind of... Because you can only have one to nine on each box. So what if he's like mm. trying to Make like organize it? Like, okay, or where something. do I put each number? And they have to think about each. I don't know. Yeah, At so... least that's what I do when I do Sudoku. But... <laughs> yeah, so um they say that it was while he was under the snow he suffered from hypoxia where you know there's not enough oxygen uh, yeah brain and tissue doesn't get enough oxygen it led to death of the inhibitory fibers in his brain which resulted in overactivation in the cortex whenever he used it so the good news is that after some physical therapy he was able to lessen the muscle spasms which you know helped him but bad news is he couldn't do sudoku anymore <laughs> because because that happens. That's so, interesting. Like yeah. a weird form of epilepsy or something. Yeah. What What blows my mind is he didn't get frostbite. <laughs> but the guy with the aerosol did. What? He's under snow and gets no frostbite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think of that. I don't get it. The first guy should have gotten freaking spasms. Jeez. That's <laughs> terrible. The first guy should have gotten the seizures. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but legit, though, I feel like it... They, it's weird. Yeah, like, if you huff cans of air duster, you deserve spasms. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm going to write quote. that. Quote. <laughs> All right, so. Okay, I found the family. Okay, we'll, we'll end on your, well, do you want to get into yours, and then we'll end on my last story? Sure, okay. so. It's... So, Mindy found the blue family that she was talking yeah, about. it is true. And let me see. It uh, is the Smurfs. I'm just kidding. It's not the fucking Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> if I can plug this in. Yeah. That'd be great. There we go. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so yeah, there's um, family and there's like I was not like ready for this. I'm gonna have nightmares now. Yeah. Oh. What the hell? Yeah, and so apparently they like had some genetic recessive gene that um that that would be passed on and then if like depending on like if you got lucky or whatever. Okay, this is Wikipedia though. <laughs> But okay, so I have no credible source. There's, there's visual evidence. I wouldn't use but, the term "getting lucky" here. <laughs> okay, okay. There, there you go. There you go. I only asked because one time I swear someone edited a Wikipedia page and it said SpongeBob was the governor of some state. I was like, <laughs> this is not right. Yeah. So like you can see. Oh, that's interesting. Dot com. Two hundred years of this family of Luskin and like, um. And so they're from Kentucky. What is it? F-U-G-A-T-E is there? Yeah. Fugates? Yeah, so apparently this guy, he was like, my grandmother had this blue shit happening to them. And so, um, yeah. And so, like, even down here, there's, like, a, like, a history. Oh, and <laughs> Some of the colors are just blue in their yeah. family tree. They're, they're the, the dominant blue gene. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the the gene is recessive, but like the blue is like the kid that got the that ended up blue. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So like the the ones that had like the blue circle in the middle, they're like the ones that are carriers. Oh. Mm. So like you see like interest. They're both like they're both related, I believe. Oh yeah. And so like the like a bunch of the children are blue and weird. Yeah. Okay, well I'll put a picture of that blue family on our. Yeah. On our pages also, so people can look at that and do more. Be research. ready to be scared. Yeah. I have nightmares now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, this is also like one of the advertisements for that soothing syrup oh, thing. Oh, this is Winslow's soothing syrup. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's all happy, strung out. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, yeah. Wow. All right, we got a bonus story there. Mm. Okay. Okay, so we'll end on this. This is a more, uh, a little bit lighter, but actually not that much. Okay. In 2014, a young woman from uh, Colombia, the country, was hospitalized after experiencing intense abdominal pains. The cause? For two weeks, a potato had grown roots inside her vagina after she placed it there as a contraceptive. Wait. <laughs> this is not questioning Florida. Um, <laughs> Nor is this not the thing. <laughs> I wish it was, right? Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm very confused. So... That this is why we need Planned Parenthood and all of these great organizations. <laughs> Who told this poor woman this lie? That, that is in here. And let me okay, get into okay. it. Okay. Uh, at first, the story may seem comical, maybe even unbelievable, but it is true. But there is a little darker, sadder part to this story. The woman's own mother told her to do it, not as a joke or a prank, but as genuine advice. Wow. People from less developed countries aren't privileged with a good education, including sex ed, obviously. Um, Some of our kids here aren't privileged with sex ed. Yeah, but they wouldn't put a potato in their coot. Maybe where they live, they had an abundance of potatoes or something. Well, what if uh, I mean, if Kardashian did it, and it's like, oh, it's a natural contraceptive. Yeah, I'm like, sure they, so many some of people them. would listen yeah. to them. Um, despite the fact there's laws requiring sex ed in Latin American schools, they are rarely implemented. That same here. And due to this lack of, <clears throat> of knowledge, young people in South America and elsewhere engage in unsafe sex practices and then no. not even just that, but putting... <laughs> Put a potato. Did she get pregnant, <laughs> though? <laughs> Did it work, though? That's how Mr. Potato Head was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... I, clearly her mom didn't know how it works. Um, she was successfully treated, though. I guess I don't know how. I don't want to know. Out. Get a gardener, or they get an actual. Dude, my mom was afraid to like <clears throat> teach me how like tampons worked. Okay. <laughs> it was like a whole other level. Yeah. No, this is way worse. <laughs> yeah. From, man, there's been a lot of that today. There was the whole, you know, um, masturbating with whatever they were doing. I don't know. <laughs> and then creating vibrators, and now. Did you hear the story of the sex ed teacher that got fired? Four. Okay. Um, Give the mic to Andrew. Andrew, you're not supposed to be here. Andrew's making a special (laughs) appearance. (laughs) I heard this on the radio recently. Um, A sex ed teacher got fired because she made uh, like a custom quiz for her students. I think she was like a middle school sex ed teacher or something. Maybe high school. Um... But on the quiz, one of the questions was, a brother and sister want to figure out what it's like to have sex. Um, They are using a condom as well as a contraceptive pill. Is that morally okay? What? Wow. Yeah. Where was this? Do you remember? Uh, No, I don't remember. I feel like it was like Missouri. Um... Yeah. I'm just gonna bash every state now. (laughs) Mississippi, maybe. 
That's yeah. crazy. That is. Yeah, we have that a lot. That made her think that was okay. We have a lot to work on with. Uh, Maybe she had good intentions. Maybe she's trying to tell people like, don't do that. But girl, there's other but, ways. Yeah. <laughs> there are other ways, oh, girl. Yeah, there's still plenty of that going or around. Or common like, sense, more like. I mean, that's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Or there's the whole just like scare tactic, you know, that people try mm-hmm. to use to avoid and getting. But it's no. like they're like teenagers are curious. Like they're gonna have sex or experiment or whatever. I mean, I didn't have sex because I was a nerd. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, it's better to like. Sorry, them. that's a little too hard. It's like that. don't be fucking stupid. You know, oh, yeah. just protect yourselves. That's yeah. That's the moral of the story. Like, if you're gonna have sex, just make sure you know. To use condoms yeah. or birth control or whatever you need to yeah, do, and it hard. shouldn't it shouldn't be a like a, a stigma. You know what I mean? I feel like people should be more comfortable about it. You know, especially yeah. for the kids, and if you're teaching them, you can't like you said, you can't stop them. So tell them how to to do it right. You know? Yeah, and if if you tell them and they don't follow your advice anyways, then that's their fault. They fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Actually, to give. Sorry, real quick, <laughs> to give Germans some credit, because earlier Josh was like, the Germans, we had a German exchange they made, student. They, they didn't make that mistake about the Holocaust, Josh, okay? It's... No, that's, what, that's not what it was about. Well, to give credit to German people, we had a German exchange student, and she was so, she was so down-to-earth and open-minded, and this was in high school, and she was telling us about how they're very very open about like sex and sex ed in germany like mm-hmm. like it's not like you're gonna die like here in america oh, like yeah. mean girls don't have mm-hmm. sex you're gonna die yeah. <laughs> but, um, they're more like okay this is how you do it properly and you know because they know they're gonna do it anyways and yeah and she's like they don't judge people for doing it before marriage because she, this is literally a quote from her. She was like, but what if they suck and you marry them and they suck and you're stuck with that for the rest of your life? I was dude, like, facts, Dude, yeah. Facts. Imagine like that first night after you get married and you're like, And okay, you waited your entire life yeah, for and this. You're, and you're like, well, this, this isn't that great. Because like, like, especially for like a, like a girl, like your first time is not going to be good. Yeah, especially if... If it's both your first time, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, so he just, that he happened. Just, like, tries to put a potato up there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like, is this how it works? <laughs> I was told this works. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's up? I'm sorry. Uh, so I found I found the article from it. It was from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, it says teachers suspended over ethics quiz with questions about sex. A high school teacher in Ohio has been suspended oh, after Ohio, she gave a quiz close. on ethical <laughs> dilemmas that included questions about sex and violent behavior. Officials with uh, Hillard. Uh, Hilliard, I don't know, uh, city schools near Columbus say the test should never have taken place and that they share the outrage of parents and community members. The online test asked students to rank certain situations on a sliding scale from okay to not okay. Uh, it included scenarios such as a man kills a baby rabbit with a knife on live TV. Another one said a brother and sister decide they want to sleep with each other just once to see what it would be like. The Columbus Dispatch reports the school uh, found out after a concerned parent wrote about it on Facebook. Oh. Information Good. from the Columbus Dispatch at www.dispatch.com. That's crazy. Another plug-in for this yeah. segment. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of plugs in. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, you want to plug your Instagram? <laughs> okay, sure. Um, MK Ferrari. That's M-K-A-Y Ferrari. <laughs> just That's like basically every just single like it handle that I have. And if you play games, I'm also Mixie. 
<laughs> All right, on that note. Um, Thanks I, for coming in. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, that was great. And, and if you start your podcast, I would be glad to you. be a guest and not not Josh, just yeah, me. I'll just, That's someone condition. I'll stay home. Me and Mandy. Well, our glasses are probably all empty by now, but let's raise Oh, them. I'm a slacker. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. Still. Cheers. Cheers. Thank our glasses and go grab a refill. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. It's weird. Yeah, like, if you huff cans of air duster, you deserve spasms. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I'm going to write that. I have to quote. <laughs>